0: I love the Raiders. Most of all, I love to win.
1: You're now listening to State of the Nation with Jimmy Durkin, Vic Tafer, Ted and Nguyen, and Deshaun Reed on the Athletic Podcast Network.
2: Win, 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 buy, win, 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 win. 16 and 0, man.
3: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to State of the Nation here on the Athletic Podcast Network. Jimmy Durkin, Vic Tafer Ted Wynn, Tashawn Reed, all ready to break down the Raiders' 2020 schedule. And uh, if you take a look at it, uh, Frank Calliando as John Gruden, he he, he says 16-0. and he, he sees win, win, win after win. Um, and it, it probably not, that's probably not realistic, but uh, a schedule that compared to last year where they were on the road for... I I don't know what, we all lost track, I think 49, 48 days. Um, a, a pretty reasonable schedule for the Raiders and uh, proof that once they move to Vegas, all of a sudden the NFL loves them.
2: Yeah, Viva Las Vegas. I think uh, Raiders fans last year were kind of, uh, also John Gruden was shocked by the schedule. It was so bad. It was the worst worst I've seen in my 10 years. But this one, definitely I think it's balanced. I think it's fair. Not a lot of travel. Uh, and too many game, weeks in a row. I think there's a nice stretch at the end. They could probably go four and zero down the stretch if they play their cards right. So I thought it was a pretty good schedule.
0: Yeah, and they don't have to do an international game, which um, I feel like they've done an international game at least once a year for a long time now. And the most they they get to you know have to travel on the road is two games in a row, which is pretty standard. So you don't have that nightmare stretch like they did last season.
4: Yeah, I think the flip side of having the nice end to the season is the beginning is pretty difficult. I think you know those first five games or so, you know, it could, it could be pretty rough. They could be one and four, um, you know, we have in New Orleans, and the Patriots are always going to be tough, even though they don't have Tom Brady anymore. Uh, the Bills, obviously the Chiefs. Um, it's just a pretty tough stretch leading up to the bye. Um, and so I guess that's kind of how it balances out with them having those, that pretty favorable schedule towards the end of the season.
3: Yeah, I mean, it, obviously we don't know if this will actually be the way the schedule works out, if, if they really will open up at Carolina on September 13th and really have the home opener um, September 21st on Monday night against New Orleans. Um, But if so, you know, those first five games, like you said, Carolina New Orleans, New England, Buffalo, Kansas City on the road, um, go into the bye. And then they have Tampa Bay, Tom Brady comes, uh, it comes to Vegas. Um, You know, if, while we say this is a schedule that, that is manageable, um, and certainly it, it is more manageable than what they enjoyed last year, um, it's, it's still not by any means, especially out of the gates, an easy one. Um, you know, if, if this is indeed how uh, the schedule actually goes and they're able to start playing uh, on September 13th.
2: Yeah, I think the hedge is going to be that they can always tack on that first game, week one, at the end of the season. And then I think week two, all the teams have the same bye weeks. All the opponents week two have the same bye weeks. They can always put that one during the bye. So if they have to, they can take the first two weeks off and work from it that way. Then the opener would be at New England. But um, if it is, and we all hope it is the way it goes, this is the schedule. Uh, like Deshaun said, and you got and Jimmy said, you know it's four playoff teams in the first five weeks, so definitely it's a survival test at first. If you can finish two and three of those first five games, I think you're really in good shape.
0: Yeah, it, it's a tough four first four games. I mean, those three opponents were you know in the playoffs last year. Um, it almost makes that week one against the Panthers on a road a, a, a must win. I mean, if, if you lose the first game against a opponent that's supposed to be pretty weak uh week one then you have to face three playoff teams in a row that could be pretty difficult um so so yeah i mean it, it, i think it's pretty vital to win that first game
4: and it's tough a uh, uh, must win week one <laughs>
3: yeah i mean it's it's you know it's one of those where it's not like a must win but if you look back to the last good season this team had 2016 it you know going on the road and winning in new orleans in week one and the way that they did it was a tone setter and so i'm you know that going to Carolina that's not nearly the same kind of hyped up matchup as as that week one was in 2016 where you beat Drew Brees and Derek Carr out, out, duels, out duels Drew Brees and all that but you know week one can set a tone for a season and so if you go and, and lay an egg you know in the in the southern heat in Carolina and in September and and get uh get waxed in week one then that, that can set a little bit of a tone not that you can't recover but um it, it can be a tone setter I guess.
2: Yeah, it's, it's no layup. It's the uh, Tyre Whitehead revenge game, so it's gonna be a be a big one. Oh, <laughs>
3: well, <laughs> stunned us into silence there, Vic. That was too, um, too too easy. That was a layup.
2: <laughs> I, I, I like I, layups. I take them.
3: I I forgot that's even where he he landed, but uh, um, you know there is one. Uh, uh, I'm looking at the early betting odds, and Bet Online uh, emailed them out uh, today or yesterday, or you know. And what they have is they have the Raiders only favored in three games, underdogs in thirteen. They have them as underdogs uh, in the first eight games. They have them uh, based on the betting odds starting. Oh and eight and not winning uh, until they host the Denver Broncos and I guess that'd be Week Ten and they also have them favored in Weeks uh, Fifteen and Sixteen against the Chargers and Dolphins but underdogs uh, the rest of the way so as as manageable as the schedule is uh, Vegas doesn't even like their home team
4: yeah I mean like it's a I like the sequencing of the schedule but it's still a, a pretty tough schedule you know I was just looking at it yesterday and kind of I didn't do the ro- roster not the roster but the schedule projection and and how many games they would win, but I mean, there's a quite a bit of, you know, toss up games on here. And, you know, I mean, you can't really pencil in too many wins just looking at the schedule. So, I mean, the, the line between, you know, maybe being an eight win or nine win team and, and falling flat with five or six wins isn't very, isn't a very large one.
0: Warren Sharp posted on Twitter earlier that the Raiders, you know, based on projected records have by far the hardest schedule from weeks one through 11, uh, just, you know, looking at strength of opponents. Um, so, yeah, it, it's going to be rough. Um, and, you know, we, we don't know exactly how these teams are going to turn out. I mean, there could be hype for some teams that end up being bad. But just looking at it right now, based on what we know, that uh, Weeks 1 to 11, it, you know, it, it, it has some tough opponents.
3: All right, well, let's go week by week here and, and we kind of take a, a deeper analyzation of this schedule. Uh, obviously, as we mentioned, it, there is flexibility kind of built into this schedule if they have to lop off the first two weeks the first four weeks um You know whatever may happen um, because of all everything going on with the coronavirus and and if we don't know fans will be in these stadiums and whatnot but um, just going off the assumption of this is the schedule that we have presented to us opening up September 13th in Carolina we kind of already covered that one as Vic says the the Tire Whitehead revenge game but um, really a new era for Carolina new coach uh, you know Cam Newton is gone and Uh, That's like we said earlier, a chance for them uh, to to try to start the season off on the right foot.
2: Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater uh, against Derek Carr, the old matchup from the old uh, 26-14 draft. But um, yeah, if we project them to lose this game, it's going to be a dark show, I think. Fans are going to probably tune off now if we say lose that game because you're looking at it, like you mentioned, the next four weeks are really tough. So I think you have to project them to to win that game and and put the best foot forward.
0: Yeah, I think the Raiders have a, a huge advantage in this game. I mean, you got a brand-new coaching staff coming in. And I, I think the teams that have brand-new staffs that are going to be uh, in brand-new systems with new quarterbacks, they're, they're going to be at disadvantage with the shortened off season, And that's exactly what the the Panthers are going to be going through. And on top of that, their run defense wasn't great last year. They lost uh, Luke Kukley And uh, I know they added Derek Brown in, in the draft, but uh, <coughs> I, I think the Raiders forget, should be able don't to Don't forget run. what else they added. Oh, sorry. To hear Whitehead, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we'll see uh, Josh Jacobs uh, actually catch some passes against To Hear Whitehead this uh, in Week One.
4: Yeah, I think they'll win that one. I mean, I know it's a road game, and you know we'll kind of have to see uh, how this the rest of this off season goes. I think everybody that Week One might be a little bit more discombobulated than it normally would be, you know, especially if we don't have, you know, training camp as usual. So it's definitely one of those sleeper games that could, they could get caught up week one. Um, but I, I think they ultimately end up pulling out.
3: All right. Week two, the presumed home opener in Las Vegas, uh, New Orleans saints come to town. Drew Brees comes to town and uh, fans get a whole weekend to get lubricated and ready for this, uh, this one, the, the Monday night game um it's it's gonna be a fun one uh you know assuming this is when they assuming they're able to have fans in there but um you know saints and saints and raiders i don't know it's, it's always it's a it's a matchup we don't see very often only every four years but it was a classic four years ago and so sets up to be a pretty good game to open up the uh, the vegas
2: slate yeah, like you mentioned, it's a tough matchup, obviously. Um, Kamara and, and Michael Thomas, two of the best players in the league. And I know the Raiders' defense is much improved on paper, but uh, still, that's a huge test. I'm not sure they can pass it uh, that early in the season.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a real test of the Raiders' new secondary with Littleton in there because they have Kamara who can catch passes. Uh, we know how, how much of a matchup nightmare Jared Cook can be. Um, and then, you know, you have Michael Thomas in the slot, and that's going to be uh, – yeah, you know, we're gonna see if Lamarcus Jordan can really improve on his uh, his disappointing last season, last season going against Michael Thomas for the whole game. Uh, so I think that's gonna be a shootout. Um, I'm, a, you know, if there's a crowd, I'll say I'll, I'll I'll pick the Raiders if there's a crowd. Just you know, as, because of the energy of the home opener and all that. Uh, but if there isn't, I, I'll say the Saints.
4: Yeah, I think that one's an L for the Raiders. I don't I don't see them beating. Even with the energy, if they're, if they're crowd, you know, the home opener, I just don't think they're quite to the level of, of the Saints yet. I think they're better on both ends of the ball. So, uh, you know, they might score a decent amount of points, but I think they probably lose that one, two scores. Plus it's the uh, Dennis Allen revenge game also. Back-to-back
2: back re- back back revenge games. <laughs> wow. All
3: right. Th- to me, the, the Week 3 game is, is one that really is, is such a toss-up that – Because we don't know, they go to New England in week three, and we just don't know what New England's going to be. You know, without Tom Brady, I mean, we have basically haven't seen Bill Belichick coach a game outside of that one year with Matt Castle um, without Tom Brady for for so long. And this was a team that was pretty limited offensively last year anyway. And they take away their all-time great quarterback. Haven't really gone and, you know, brought in anybody new it looks like they're going with Jared Stidham as the replacement there and it just it's it's hard to imagine the Patriots not being good especially at home but we just don't really know
4: yeah I don't I don't think even from you know what he did at Auburn I'm not the biggest biggest Stidham guy I don't think he's you know especially coming in you know his first year of playing experience I don't think he's gonna be anywhere obviously close to what they have with Tom Brady and I think this may be the first year that New England kind of looks like a normal team. I think the defense will still be really good. And so um, the Raiders could still find themselves, you know, in a tight game. Um, but I just don't think New England will be able to score enough. And I, I think they should be able to pull that one out on the road.
0: Yeah, I kind of see New New England uh, being a mediocre team. I don't think they're going to be as, you know, I think they're not going to be at one of the bottom teams, but I don't think they're going to be in a playoffs this season because uh, their defense still – Pretty much is intact, and uh, they were extremely good last year. And going into New England, playing a ten AM game is going to be difficult. Um You know, I, I can see New England
2: winning this game. I watched the I guess watched last night the uh, NFL Network had that long four hour show, and they had all the coaches on at one point point on GMs. And Belcher came on. And they asked him about wow, this is going to be a big deal, like no Tom Brady, and he barely batted an eye. He's like, what are you talking <laughs> about? When who what? No big deal. I mean, come on, it's just, you know, it's like normal. I kind of believe them. I think that they'll be fine this year. I know they'll be a, obviously a step back, at quarterback, but I think they're pretty good elsewhere. I think um, he's proven he's a great coach. I'm not sure if uh, Stidham's the guy, but he might have other options uh, up his sleeve. we still got guys in the market, so we'll see what happens, but I'm not going to totally sell the Patriots this year. I think they'll be pretty good this year.
3: All right, week four, they're back at home taking on the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Josh Allen, uh you know, Bills are kind of that up-and-coming team. Had a good year last year. What do you guys think of that matchup?
0: I think the Bills are going to take a step back this year. Uh, I mean, you know, Jared Allen was a little overhyped last year because he made some plays with his legs. And, you know, he made some splash throws. But at the end of the day, he's just so inaccurate that it's hard for me to see them keep winning with a quarterback that's that inaccurate. And we'll see if their defense could play at the same level they did last year because they played so well last year. Uh, so I, I i think the i think
2: the Raiders gonna win this one against the Bills. I agree. I think there's be a lot of pressure on Josh Allen this year. I don't know if he can respond to it that well. I think um, Raiders win this game. They even up the record at uh, at two and two.
4: Yeah, I think this is a game. Yeah, you know, I, I think the Raiders would probably end up losing it. But you you never know with Josh Allen. I mean, he can always have those one of those games where he kind of has a meltdown and throw two or three interceptions and fumbles the ball. And so it's definitely a winnable game. But I think they end up losing just because of how good that, that Buffalo defense is.
3: Back on the road, uh, the following week, week five uh, at Kansas City at the defending Super Bowl champion Chiefs. Uh, and I know Raider fans don't like to hear that, but um, yeah, that's uh, that's something that seemed kind of inevitable the last couple of years that the Chiefs were going to be a team that was going to find its way into winning a Super Bowl. Um, Patrick Mahomes is obviously incredible. Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, that everything that that team does. Uh, the raiders do not play well in kansas city but i guess this the the one benefit here is finally they actually presuming the schedule is as listed uh, they would finally get to play a game in kansas city uh, early in the season and not have to go there in uh, in late november or december or january like they've had it seems like every year recently
2: yeah, I think our buddy Josh DeBoe pulled out the stats. The first time since 2013 they've played in KC before December, which is, uh, you know, having been there in those cold other uh, games, it was awful, so definitely it's a big break. I know the Chiefs have a bye before this game. I know Raider fans are sore about that. But I think uh, that definitely the schedule benefits them there. But I think, again, the talent is just too – the diff- disparity is just too much. I think I'm not sure the Raiders can compete with the Chiefs quite yet on that level. So I think it's going to be an L for the, uh, for the Raiders in KC. The
3: Chiefs have the bye before the uh, – be- the Chiefs have to buy before the other game.
2: Oh my bad, my bad. So save that for later. Save that comment for later. Cut that one out and paste <laughs> it later
0: in the show. I'm I'm gonna pick the Raiders to, to win this game because of course you something's are. something's <laughs> gotta give. Something's <laughs> gotta give. They lost in KC so many times and this is the you know, first time that I was in, so in December. Win. <laughs> eventually eventually, you know, the odds gotta gotta change and you know, I'm gonna say the Raiders win this one at a
4: surprise. Yeah, nah, I, I, they're getting. They're probably getting blown out in this. Nah. <laughs> Two and three going into the bye.
3: Come on, they've got their Tyreek Hill now. Who cares? They, they, they can match up. Just car throwing bombs at Henry Ruggs all day long. All right, yeah. So they enter the bye, and then they come out of it with a game that obviously um, – Became was gonna be a pretty hyped game. Gruden going up against the Bucks. Um, anyway, his former team, the John Gruden revenge game. Um, and now it's it's a Sunday night game against Tom Brady. Rob Gronkowski. Uh, how hungover will Rob Gronkowski be playing a uh, a Sunday night game in Las Vegas?
4: I don't know, man. It might give him superpowers. I know, like Shannon Sharp. I think he said he used to take like henny shots before a game or something, and, and he was one of the greats. So. I don't know. Maybe maybe drunk Gronk isn't a good thing for the, for the Raiders.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't see the Raiders winning this one. I I think the Buccaneers might struggle maybe in the first four weeks to kind of get the rhythm. And I know it's just going to be weird for Tom Brady to play. You know, he's been doing the same thing for twenty years, playing the same system. Uh, so he might take a little time to get used to playing in a di- on a different team. But I think maybe by week seven he might be catching his rhythm. Uh,
2: so I, I'm going to pick the uh, the Bucks to win this game. So you haven't beaten Mahomes, NKC, <laughs> but losing to 50 year old Tom Brady at home. All right. This is the NFL. Stuff All right. like this every, happens every week, every week, <laughs> yeah, every any given Sunday. I'm picking uh That being said, I'm, I'm picking the Raiders to win here. I think they. Uh, it's a great spot for them as far as the uh, the home crowd. I think Tom Brady is not going to be quite what he was because of a uh, father time. So plus, you know, I think it's a big game for Derek Carr. So I think it. Uh, A nice win for the Raiders on national TV.
4: Yeah, I don't think Brady's, even though he has the weapons, obviously in Tampa Bay, I don't think he's going to be quite the same anymore. I mean, we started to see that, you know, to a degree last season. Um, But I think, you know, he'll be able to, with the Raiders having a a pretty young secondary, um, you know, I think he'll still be able to exploit them to a degree, even though he's not, doesn't have that arm strength to necessarily bomb them to death over the top. Um, I think they end up losing that one as well. I know I'm kind of the, the pessimistic one here, but... And I think they dropped that one to the books.
2: You got, you got them going like
4: 2-14, and Deshaun? What's, what's the record there? No, man, no, look, <laughs> it, it'll start swinging up. I promise, I promise.
2: All right, good. Yeah, that's all good. I trust
3: you. All right, I, I think this three-week stretch here that, that we have that comes up after this Tampa Bay game is probably the most crucial to if they're really going to get themselves into the playoff mix. And it starts with back-to-back road games, although one of those road games basically isn't a road game. But it starts on the road at Cleveland. A team that we just, we don't really know what to make of, right? I mean, they, they kind of showed some promise at first uh, with Baker Mayfield. And then, you know, the, the unsteadiness, uh, obviously, there. But it is the Carl Joseph
0: revenge game.
3: Oh, I forgot Ooh, about that one. That's a big
0: one. Yeah. Ooh. Carl Joseph against Darren Waller. <laughs> I, like, I like the Raiders' odds on that one.
4: I was going to say, I, I'm not really high on, on the Browns. I know last year, obviously, they were super hyped and kind of fell on their face. I kind of expect the same thing to kind of happen this year. I think they're going to be a pretty average team. I think even though they're on the roll with this one, um, I think the Raiders end up pulling this one out.
2: I think the Browns are going to bounce back this year. I think they've addressed the offensive line. I think last year they definitely were a disappointment. They got rid of their coach. But I think this year they're going to be good. I think they'll be able to handle the Raiders at home. So I think it's a loss for the Raiders. Yeah,
0: I think the Browns are going to be – I agree. I think the Browns are going to be better – and just, you know, another game, 10 a.m. game in Cleveland. I think the Raiders dropped this one.
3: All right. If they can get that win, then this kind of sets up as their stretch. You remember last year when they had those three straight home games last year that they won them all, and that kind of got them in the mix. Well, here, if they can beat Cleveland, then they basically come home and, and then just have the short trip from Vegas over to L.A. to take on the Chargers at the new stadium in L.A., SoFi Stadium. Um, which will obviously be pretty, uh, pretty packed. I think with Raider fans, um, will be a fun environment, fun atmosphere there. It, that's going to be really weird for me to to watch the Raiders play a game against the Chargers and have no Philip Rivers. I mean, it's uh, just we've we've watched so many games with Philip Rivers against this team, and you know he he's he's uh, you know people can debate his his legacy. I don't really consider him to be a, a Hall of Famer, and, but he's always been fun to watch, even when he has, he's been fun to watch, honestly, because he's just as liable to have a terrible game as he is to have a great one. He's, I mean, he, he makes some incredible throws, and then he makes some incredibly dumb throws, and um, I've always enjoyed watching him, and we will get to see him uh, with, with Indy against the Raiders later in the year, but um, it, it will be weird to watch Raiders Chargers without uh, Philip Rivers.
2: Yeah, he was fun to watch for Raiders fans last year, just chucking the ball up like playing three <laughs> flies up. But uh, I think Tyrod Taylor actually is an upgrade for them this year. I think um, I think the L.A. is a pretty good team this year, the Chargers. But I think this spot, obviously the Raiders playing in L.A., imagine you know how loud it was last year in StubHub. It'll be five times as loud with Raiders fans this year. So to me, that's a home game for the Raiders. I think that's a pretty uh, pretty easy win. Yeah, you know
0: they're gonna have the same amount of fans. In the in the stadium, whether or not the shelter in place laws are still there or not, um, no, I'm just kidding. But uh, I think, oh. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think the uh, I think the Chargers are. I think they're they're gonna have a really good defense. They're gonna have a, a elite defense. I mean, just looking at the names, they have Chris Harris Jr. Na- now to pair it with uh, Casey Hayward, and then they have that pass rush with Ingram and uh, Bosa. Uh, but offensively, it, they're going to be a bit of a mystery, you know, by that by week nine, you know, maybe Tyrod Taylor's still the starter or maybe uh, they're going to insert Justin Herbert in there already. Um, so so we'll see. I, I think the Raiders will, uh, win this game.
4: Yeah, I think that the Chargers, like you said, the, their secondary and, and the pass rushers that they have just could set up to be a, a rough one for Derek Carr, potentially, even with the weapons that he has coming back in, in the offensive line, obviously, you know, being expected to be strong this year. Um, so it could be kind of like a a make or break game from him from him as those uh those calls for for Mariota start heating up you know if I if they you know end up going three and four to start like I projected them to be but I think he'll he'll answer the call in this game you know I think they'll they'll even it up and win and, and go four and four.
3: So you're thinking a Mariota Herbert matchup in this game? Sure? No, no. I'm saying
4: if he if if, oh. Car- if Carr that's start, that's starts starts thinking that. it up, maybe man. I don't know. Lynn Bowden. Right. <laughs> Come on.
3: All right, so. <laughs> The second half of the schedule then starts uh, week 10, uh, home against Denver. Um, this is this is the kind of game that if you're going to be in the mix, you, you really have to win. I think you have to beat the Broncos at home. Uh, Drew Locke, the Broncos are all fired up about him. Um, we'll see this year if if kind of the the wins that he ran off the end of last season really meant anything.
2: Yeah, I picked the Raiders to have a flat spot here. I think they come home off the big win against the Chargers, probably hit the uh, MGM Grand buffet a couple times, kind of loving living the dreams. So I think they're going to lose this one. I have them losing to the Broncos at home.
0: Uh, I'm not buying Drew Drew Lock stock just yet. Um, so I I got the I got the Raiders winning this one at home.
4: Yeah, I got the Raiders win winning three straight. I think they uh I think I think this will be a shootout though. I don't think they are gonna be able to I think I'm a believer in Drew Locke. Uh, you know, the disclaimer I went to Mizzou. But uh I think with the the weapons that he has, um, you know, with 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 the additions that they made in the draft, um I think they're gonna be pretty hard to stop. Like I said earlier with that with the Raiders still having a pretty young secondary, they're gonna be prone to make mistakes. Uh but I think they end up winning the shootout and, and coming out on top for the third straight game for me.
3: The big Judy versus Ruggs matchup there as we get to see start kind of gathering which Alabama receiver really was the best. But all right, then back-to-back home games, Uh, a Sunday night. uh, This will be a fun weekend, I would imagine, in Vegas. A lot of people, uh, you know, getting ready for the Sunday night game against the Chiefs. Uh, And Ted, are they sweeping the Chiefs this year? No, you
0: you can't beat the Chiefs twice in a row in one season. So
3: they they can take care of easily an Arrowhead, but at home in their stadium, nah. I didn't
0: say easily. It would be one of those crazy games where they pull out pull it out the end. But yeah, you know, then the Chiefs come back. They're they're angry. And they they win this one at uh, in Vegas.
4: Yeah, I got them getting smacked by the Chiefs again. I, I think they're gonna lose lose both to the Chiefs, pretty pretty sizably. I won't go with smacked because uh, <laughs> I have a similar
2: belief that it uh, probably will not be a, a good day for the Raiders. So I'll, I'll pick the L also.
3: It'll be a good day, just not necessarily a good night. Ah, good point.
2: If
1: you're bored in the house, bored in the house, bored. Why not spend some time on yourself? Our sponsor today, Manscaped, is here to make sure you're well-groomed above and below the belt. Manscaped promotes clean hygiene when it comes to shaving, thanks to their Lawnmower 3.0. Manscaped is the only men's brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0. The Perfect Package 3.0 kit comes with the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0, waterproof, cordless body trimmer, and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine. This third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Shaving is about to be nick-free thanks to Manscaped's Advanced Skin Safe Technology. Subscribe to The Perfect Package and get a new replacement blade refill for your lawnmower trimmer delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer always stays fresh and clean. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code THEATHLETIC. And for a limited time, subscribers get not one, but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, a $39 value, and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer briefs. So go to manscaped.com today and use the code THEATHLETIC.
3: All right. Uh, then the the toughest travel portion of the schedule to come up with uh, with two back to back games uh, back east. They uh, and we'll see. I don't know if they'll make any plans to stay back there in between them, but they'll probably want to come back to their comfy confines of their new facility in Vegas. So they they go to Atlanta November 29th uh, to take on the Falcons, uh, Falcons team that is kind of in, in make it or break it mode with uh, with Dan Quinn and, and Matt Ryan and that that whole group that. Came so close to winning the Super Bowl a few years ago and now seems to be teetering where if they can't get that back into the playoffs, it's probably the end of the run for Dan Quinn there.
2: Yeah, I think Atlanta's still a tough place to play. I think Matt Ryan's still a top-10 quarterback. So I'm going to go with the Raiders losing their third straight game. This is the rough spot of the year. Um, So I've been losing to the Falcons in Atlanta. Yeah, I think the, the Falcons, I think they really improved
0: towards the end of last season. Their defense just looked so much better. And you know, we'll see if they can carry on to this season, but I I think they'll be able to be able to, and I think they'll be a decent team this year. Um so playing in is gonna be tough. I got them losing this game. So right now my my record stands at five and six.
4: I have them winning this one actually. As the win streak continues. I was telling Vegas gonna like start trending up. Uh or not the win streak, but the the win run, you know, them when in four of their last five games with the loss to the Chiefs um so I know he thinks it's gonna be a tough stretch but I kind of have it going the other way with it being a, a pretty good stretch for him I just don't think the the Falcons are even with that offense I don't think they're a very good team all around right now
3: all right then we enter the December schedule and uh it starts off on the road before three straight home games so they they take on the New York Jets Sam Darnold, Adam Gase, uh on the road in New York, uh, can can they win? Uh, Tashaun, can they win back to back games back east?
4: I think so. I mean, I, I don't think the Jets are going to be uh, that their quarterback. You know, we'll see. We'll see if he's there for the beginning of the season this year. Um, but you know, I, I think the Jets are another team. Like I said, I, I kind of have them in the same boat as the Falcons. I think you know, even with it being a back to back road game, I think that's one that they should be able to to go out and get the win there.
3: The Jets are really happy about the whole shelter in place. Just keep uh, Sam Darnold away from anybody. Don't get any mono. So they, they're they probably really happy about the shelter in place.
2: This is the uh, the Darren Carr revenge game. Remember last year when the Jets blasted him? <laughs> J- Jamal Adams took some shots at Darren Carr on Twitter. So this is going to win this one for Darren. They're going to get the revenge for, for Darren and win this game. Oh, man.
0: Yeah, I think uh, – the Jets had a great draft, but I don't think it's going to pay dividends quite yet. So I got the Raiders winning this one against the Jets. All right.
3: Then our buddy Phil comes to Vegas. Uh, do Not not on the charges anymore, but Phillip Rivers and the Colts uh, December 13th in Vegas. Uh, this is really part of that December stretch where it, if, if the Raiders are going to make a playoff push, uh, they, they got to get it done here.
2: I think they will. I think this is going to be two in a row. i not. Uh, I think Philip Rivers making 25 million dollars this year is uh, ridiculous. But um, the Colts are otherwise pretty good. But I think they're always a little bit overrated. the Last few years, so I think this will definitely be a nice home win uh, for the Raiders.
0: Yeah, I think the uh, the Raiders are going to win this one. I think Philip Rivers. I mean, Philip Rivers definitely showed signs of aging last last season. He'll play against a you know play with a better offensive line uh with the colts and i think they'll be a little bit better but um yeah i see the raiders winning this one at home
4: yeah i think the the raiders i have them losing this one coming off a back-to-back home or or away wins Uh, i think they have a lapse against the colts philip rivers gets i don't know if it's revenge but kind of you know keeps that that, that feud going with the raiders and, and comes out on top
3: then it's a short turnaround. It seems like they always have these Thursday night games, uh, either against the uh, the Chargers or the Chiefs. This year it is against the Chargers, but at least I mean this is if you're talking about Thursday night games, this is kind of how to do it. It's it's back to back at home, even for the Chargers, it's basically no travel for them to to pop over from L.A. to Vegas. So Thursday night game, December seventeenth against the Chargers at home. Um, a lot of Charger fans gonna make their way to Vegas for that one, all right, guys? All right, all right
0: right? Maybe not. <laughs> well, it's going to be week week 15, so by this time, half the team is going to be an IR, so... Uh, <laughs> you know, no, I think Justin Herbert might be actually be playing in this game by week 15, uh, so I'm going to have the Raiders winning this one again.
2: Uh, I think the Raiders win this one. I think they'll uh, be three in a row. I think they're on fire at this point. Vegas is going crazy. I'm not sure it matters who plays quarterback, if it's Herbert or Taylor. I think the Raiders... Uh, the run game will be in, in full... Full gear? What's the? Uh, I can't think of the right word. Full. Uh, the Pistons will be firing. Uh, who knows? But uh, anyway, so yeah, they win this game. Certain so cliche they're... here. I'm trying to find a good cliche. I can't find one. But uh, three in a row for the Raiders.
4: Yeah, I think they bounce back on the on the short short week and and pick up the win here, sweep the Chargers, and you uh, know uh, take one more step towards the playoffs.
3: All right, so two games to go, week 16. What 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 records? What do we have going into these final two games? Are they? Uh, we have an extra playoff spot this year right guys so are they in uh, in wild card contention going into the
2: final two Yeah, I have
4: them at 8 and 6 so I they maybe have them be, 7 Be in the contention they got them at 7 7
2: like trying to got 8 and 6 at this point i got 8 and 6 too all right so
3: they uh, the final of these three straight home games Miami week 16 will be either December 26th or 27th they they keep those flexible in that week um can will they beat uh, will they be playing against Tua Will he be in there? Uh, will they beat the Dolphins?
2: My guess this will be uh, Fitzmagic. I think they can uh, survive Fitzmagic uh, in Vegas, and I think they'll win this one. So uh, four in a row, I think their winning game is uh, still firing away.
0: Yeah, same here. I, I think uh, Fitzpatrick, I don't think is going to play this year, um, just my guess. Um, so yeah, I think they're going to be able to pick off Fitzpatrick a couple times and win this game to make it four in a row and get to nine and six.
4: Yeah, I don't. I think Tua's going to redshirt this year. I agree. Um, even if he is playing, though, I, I think this is a game that the Raiders win, especially with them being being at home.
3: Man, it, for 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 Hawaii, we need that to be Tua versus Mariota. All right, uh, that would that would that would mean both these team seasons probably went a little bit sideways was that. But all right, then they wrap. They do get to wrap it up. Cold weather game. Let's just say, I, I think in all of your guys' scenarios that they are in the playoff picture. Maybe needing to win in Week 17, and it's Derek Carr going into the cold. Maybe. Who knows? Denver's weather is so weird that, I mean, I've been there. We've all been there where it's like, you know, 70 degrees one day and then like 32 then a-, a couple days later. So uh, you never really know if it's going to be uh, definitely cold in Denver in January. But January 3rd, Week 17 in Denver, it would set up a nice storyline for Derek Carr. I, I think this probably... Well, I guess the, the, de- the, the game at New York in early December could be a cold-weather game, but uh, this would be the only po- only other potential cold-weather game for, uh, for the Raiders would be uh, Week 17 in Denver.
2: And Carr comes out wearing short sleeves and uh, leads him to victory. <laughs> cold doesn't
3: a, bother me, guys.
2: It doesn't bother him. I'm not a huge Drew Locke guy. I think their defense, the Broncos, also took a step back this off season, so I think the Raiders win this one. I think they finish up with five wins in a row. And John Gruden getting some Coach of the Year hype and uh, free hooters for everybody. It's a really exciting time in Vegas.
0: Yeah, I, I think uh, this is a season where Carr could get some, you know, some of those demons off his back. He's going to win a, a game in KC and he's going to win a cold weather game in, in Week 17 to get the Raiders to 10 and six and in the playoff picture.
2: So you have Carr back in the MVP race after four years. He's back in the MVP voting
0: um I don't, I don't know i don't know is it would that be good enough to win an mvp be an mvp race to win in kc and finally win the cold weather game i think so i think
2: that does it. i think those are the two boxes yeah. that need to be checked huh?
3: i mean i think he's got to be i think they've got to be like in the division title picture and maybe not necessarily having to beat the chiefs in the division title and it's got to be it's got to be that kind of same storyline of 2016 where he's leading all these comeback wins and whatnot i i don't Just them, uh, if they're riding the running game and and you know some dump off uh check down passes, I don't think he's getting himself in the MVP mix just by beating the Chiefs with an improved defense.
2: I was kind of being a smartass, but uh, anyway, but
4: Deshaun, what's your pick? I had the Raiders losing this one, I think the cold weather and the Denver offense get to them, so I have them finishing nine and seven, but I think with the the playoff expanding to seven teams, I I think that still gets them into the playoffs.
3: All right, so. Ted has him 10 and 6, which I think is with seven playoff teams, is definitely getting him in. You got him 9 and 7 getting in. Vic's got him 9 and 7 and maybe in the mix. Yeah, I have no
0: idea.
2: So, Ted, did you have him 10 and 6 last year also?
0: That was my prediction before the Antonio Brown thing happened.
2: <laughs> before the, uh, the demise? Uh, yeah. What happened with him? I forgot about that. I mean, but...
0: you, I mean Antonio Brown might be worth the cup deal. Maybe two, three wins?
3: Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Uh, I mean,. He, he's, he can play football when he's actually playing football. All right. Well, we, uh, before we get out of here, I uh, we got a few questions that came in here. Um, Plus, we got to uh,
2: we gotta get producer Rob's pick. Rob's a big Raiders homer. What's your pick, Rob? What's, what's the record? One last record?
1: This is going to be surprising, but I, I have them going 8-8 eight and eight in their wow. first uh, season. Of, yeah. I know. I learned from last season wow. where it was very much, I'm I'm going with my heart. They're going to win this game. And I just was let down. Time and time again, so uh, I think they'll they'll find a way to go eight and eight. This is my prediction. They're gonna play surprisingly well in the first half of the season when we all kind of expected them to to take a few beatings, and then there's gonna be that conversation: Are they thinking about the playoffs? Are good things gonna happen? And then down the stretch, they're gonna come close, and there's gonna be a critical like there's going to be a call that goes against them and costs them a game that they really should have won, and then their season kind of falls apart from there. That might just be my years of conditioning as a Raiders fan of seeing index cards ruin seasons and just, you know, man. the tuck rule and everything. But I, I think 8-8 eight and eight is, is, is about where I see this team.
2: Who hurt you, man? You sound like you're... who hurt me the Raiders hurt me (laughs) I mean didn't you see the schedule they gave them a
3: nice schedule this year the NFL doesn't hate them anymore they finally built a stadium so they're not this this team just playing yeah I mean it's like the first time the Raiders have had their own stadium and ever and so the NFL likes them now they're going to be part of the group that that brings revenue to the league because they've got this new palace in the desert and there's going to be drafts and Super Bowls there so come on the the NFL is not against them anymore
1: do you think that's going to be like a a the, something that the Raiders fans are going to be like? You know, we feel like a lot of calls have gone against us unjustly, but now that we have our own stadium in Vegas and this schedule, we think that the NFL actually likes us, so we're going to stop complaining about calls that that go against us. Oh, you think that's going oh, to happen? Oh, no, no that, that
3: they can they can play a game and there will be eight calls that go in their favor and one that goes against them, and they will say they're getting screwed, guaranteed. We we all know that, and yeah, but. I, I, I'm probably in that nine and seven range along with, uh, with Vic and Tashawn. Um, yeah, I mean, they, I think they're better. You know, they, you always kind of think they, they're, they've gotten a little bit better. And I mean, I, you know, as Rob kind of talked about maybe starting bet, you know, playing better early in the season than we expect. That was kind of what happened last year. I mean, they got themselves seven and four when we all thought that the early portion of the schedule would, would absolutely crater them. And, um, you know they, they just didn't have the depth to uh, to really keep that going so you hope that they're a little bit deeper this year you know they actually have some real NFL linebackers on their roster now and um, and so I think they they've got enough to to keep it going a little bit longer and um, you know it looks like they're building something here and we'll kind of see this year if they take that next step
0: but man to hear whitehead is gonna kill us if he ever sees us again <laughs> <laughs> you said... <He> might... <laughs> I mean, he'll kill us, like, six yards
3: down the field. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We uh we are going to take a few questions here before we get out of here. Um, you guys can send us questions using the hashtag SOTNmail. Um, from Eddie Carrillo, this is for Tashawn. What has been the biggest surprise for you since you started covering the Raiders?
4: Yeah, I think it's just – it's probably that, that I didn't know that there was, like, a running, like, theme that, like, the NFL was out to get the Raiders. Like, I hadn't heard that one, I don't think, as, like, a casual – nfl watcher like i didn't really i can't say i watched a ton of raiders games before i I got on the beat so i I probably didn't notice it um but yeah i didn't know that that was like an actual thing
3: well i think every nfl team thinks that the league is out to get them no more so than i mean the raiders it is to an extreme and i mean i get it there there have been a lot of weird things that have gone against them um but yeah the raiders do take it to an extreme in terms of their their being convinced that the, the league is really out to get them. Yeah,
4: I had somebody like when I started on the beat, I can't remember who, who it was, but they messaged me, uh, like DM'd me, like this long like twenty tweet thread about like why the NFL was out to get the Raiders. <laughs> and I was just like, what the hell? Oh my gosh. Did you read the whole no. thing?
0: <laughs> he gave you twenty tweets. You couldn't take the time to read a little bit of it. I read like the
4: first two of it, and then I was scared.
0: <laughs> That's good research for you. Get get to know what you're dealing
3: with here. Oh. all right. Now, uh, next question here from not a football analyst. Um, I, should I break it to him that he spelled analyst wrong in his uh, in his Twitter name? But uh, well, if he listens, he'll, he'll find that out. But, um, he says, "Dare I ask about the linebacker situation? My boy Will Compton did pretty well and earned himself a green dot. Why not resign him? And who is going to direct this defense? Lbs, please." I'm not sure if he got the memo that they went out and signed Corey Littleton and Nick Kwiatkowski.
2: Yeah. Wait, who do you say they wanted to resign? Will Compton. Will Compton. Oh. Well,
3: they thought want to resign his podcast.
2: He did a good job last year. I think Will came in. Co- coaches like the way he did. Honey definitely came in and was a good uh, locker room guy as well. as made some plays and took over the green dot. But I think this year they've gone spent a lot of money on these two guys, Kwiatkowski and uh, Littleton, so that's the plan going forward. I think at some point, if uh, they realize there's still a need there, you can always bring Compton back. He hasn't signed yet. I know they liked him, but I don't see it being a priority at this point.
0: Yeah, I mean, they they got a lot better um, as far as the linebackers go. Both guys cover. Both guys are athletic. Uh, I I think Kowalski is going to end up wearing green dot, but um, I think Littleton's ability to match up on running backs and uh, tight ends are going to be huge, so Uh, I don't think signing Will Compton is a uh, huge priority with those two guys in.
4: Yeah, I don't think they really need much help at linebacker. I I think even at the backup, they're pretty set between, you know, Mark L. Lee and and, and Nicholas Moreau. And obviously with them drafting Tanner Muse and him coming in, he's obviously more of a a developmental guy. But, you know, I think he could help, obviously, on special teams and and, and more so down the line at linebackers. So I, I, I think they're pretty set there.
3: I mean, and we are talking about a player in Will Compton that, uh, while he played well, I mean, he was he was on the street in the middle of last season. I mean, and there hasn't it's not you know he jokes about it on Twitter a lot. It's not like he's anybody's priority for uh, as soon as free agency uh, opened up, beating his door down. So I mean, he's a guy that I I think if at any point you need to revisit, you know, you can give him a call. Um, but I just I wonder if Will Compton is going to become the new Perry Riley. Where everybody is just going to keep asking about why well, don't they re-sign Perry Riley? That, people loved him.
2: I well, think probably not because now people realize that they have signed these two linebackers. So I think with Perry Riley, that was when they didn't sign anybody. <laughs> like they let him, he disappeared from the face of the earth. But um, I think this, that this now they actually have some guys who they brought in who are probably going to be a little more you know marquee and a little more visible. So I think that people should be able to let this one go eventually.
3: Okay, they're just going to keep listening to his podcast though that. And uh, that's, that's why they're going to what's It's a great him. podcast.
2: Right. It does a great job.
3: Yeah. All right, final question here. This is from Joseph Castillo. Um, interesting to Sean and, and Vic, if you guys kind of have any insight here. What are the new advantages that the Raiders get with playing in Allegiant Stadium that they didn't have before?
2: Well, they get, they get four primetime <laughs> night games at home. home. Games, yeah. That's pretty good. I think they get... Uh, all kinds of new uh, facilities. They get the new locker rooms, they get the showers that work, they get drains that work. I mean, uh, they get- (laughs) Showers that work is a big
0: advantage, I think. Working
3: sewage.
2: Yeah, working sewage is huge. (laughs) I think uh, just the whole level of buzz, excitement, players are fired up. I think uh, different, I mean, the energy was great at the Coliseum, but we'll see how it is in Vegas. But really, it's a top-of-the-line facility which they never had, so I think it's really, uh, it's pretty exciting for the whole organization.
3: But isn't isn't the primetime games a disadvantage? Don't you want like, kid, wouldn't you want to request like ten a.m. games and and hope that the opposing teams go out on all night benders and show up all just tired and hungover? Like that the the primetime games mean you know, those guys are gonna stay out late and uh, and be able to recover in time for kickoff.
2: Or they go out you know lunchtime and hit the craps table. Who knows what's <laughs> going to will <happen> <laughs> uh, Have to wait and see, I guess.
4: Yeah, I think, like, also, I think, Vic, you know, you reported it yesterday, you know, them selling out all their home games. I mean, it sounds like, I mean, we'll have to see what happens with this pandemic. But if somehow some, like, there's a vaccine or something and they, they actually have fans, you know, in stadiums this year, sounds like they're going to have a pretty strong crowd there, you know, for the home game. So that would be an advantage. So, uh, Vic, did you
0: see, like, where these tickets are being bought? Like, is it mostly from... The Bay Area, or is it mostly
2: from Vegas? Well, the tickets that went, I mean, not you can, still, you can still buy them, obviously, in the secondary markets, but the ones that were all sold out were, you know, PSLs, there were sweet deals, and there were also package deals with, like, all the uh, the founding partners. So, just kind of, everything kind of was taken up before it actually went out to the public. So, I think if you are, you know, Joe fan who doesn't have season tickets, you have to look to, like, you know, the secondary markets at, at this
4: point. And somebody sent me, uh, I think it was for the Saints game. And it wasn't even like a super great like seat. Like some of them were going for like $5,000 or something crazy like that on the secondary market. Jeez.
3: Um, you know, one other kind of other benefit, too, is that, uh, the, I mean, practice facility, they're going to have, you know, brand new practice facility that's going to have indoor training. And so, you know, we remember times here in the Bay Area where it would rain and, Okay. Sometimes they'd practice a little bit in the rain. Sometimes they'd go over to what? Bladium in Alameda. They'd, you know, sometimes, a couple times they went up like Castor Valley High and held like a kind of half practice in the in the basketball gym up there and so they're not going to have any of those kind of deals where uh you know weather. you know even even those times where we've had these fires here and you've had really bad smoke outside and um guys have been wearing like you know gas masks out there to, to go practice uh that that's going to be one nice advantage that they're they're going to have a controlled environment for being able to to practice every day and never have to worry about you know loading up into a bus and going to like a high school basketball gym all right guys well i think that'll wrap up this week's show uh fun breaking down the schedule and you know that's this is kind of you know the nfl has kind of been able to keep everything going um for for a while here with with the draft and the schedule release i guess now we're it's about time to, to hit a lull as we don't have otas and mini camps coming up uh, at least anytime soon but um you know we'll, we'll keep an eye on anything else that's going on and and look to uh, to chat with you guys again when uh, when there's more news and uh, and developments to discuss.
2: Yeah, keep reading. Uh, Deshaun and I are both working on a lot of stories while the uh, downtime is going on, so we'll definitely have uh, some fresh content for all you guys. All
0: right, talk to you guys later.
4: See you guys.